You're listening to Ari Goldwag's Parsha Podcast, recorded in 57-68-2007. The first of our Torah I'd like to speak about this week. We have a lot to talk about. I may do two separate podcasts for this week. First, we have to talk about Simcha's Torah and the Parsha of Vizos HaBracha, the last Parsha in the Torah. And then we have to speak about Parsha's Bracious, which is coming up this Shabbos. So, let's take one thing at a time. Let's do one thing at a time. The first thing we're going to speak about is Vizos HaBracha, the final Parsha of this year the final parsha of the Torah and Simchas Torah and the connection between finishing the Torah and Simchas Torah. What is the idea of Simchas Torah? What's this rejoicing that we do with the Torah? That's going to be the discussion for today. A number of years ago I heard a beautiful and deep idea, deep thought, a vort from the grandson of the person who actually said the vort. The vort was said by Rabbi Shimon Schwab, the rabbi of the Kihila in Washington Heights. His grandson, Elisha Schwab, told me this vort. And the idea is as follows. The question is, the fundamental question we have to ask ourselves is, what is it, what are we rejoicing about on Simcha's Torah? What is the joy? What is this tremendous Simcha that we experience on Simcha's Torah? If you want to tell me that the, the, the explanation is because we're so happy we've completed the Torah, we need to understand why is there this special joy at a completion? We also find the same question at a, at a siyum, whenever we find, we finish a mesechta, a tractate in the Talmud, so there's something called a siyum, we make a completion, a, a party for the completion of this tractate. The question is, why are we so happy when we finish this mesechta? Oh, the, are we done with the mesechta? We're finished with the mesechta, we're finished with this tractate, and that's, that make, brings us joy, we're done with it, we're finished, and that's it, we're done with it? Is that the pshat? Uh, on on Simchas Torah, when we come to this completion of the Torah, we're, we're so joyous because we finished it and we're done. This would seem somewhat, somewhat perplexing. Another point that Rabbi Shemesh brings down is that we find in the Gemara, the Gemara says, the Talmud states, what is the source for this idea that we make a party at a siyum, when we complete a tractate, when we complete a section of Torah, why is it that we make this, why is it that we make this party? The Gemara says that the the source for this idea is from Shlomo HaMelech, from the King Solomon. When King Solomon became the king, the king over Israel, right after his, his father David, David, King David, passed away. So King Solomon had a dream. He was a very young boy at the time. And he had a dream, and in his dream, God came to him and said to him, Solomon, Shlomo, what would you like? If you could have anything in the world, what would you like? What do you want me to give you? Now Shlomo could have asked for wealth. He could have asked for anything. And Shlomo said, I don't want anything, I just want wisdom. I just want to be able to understand your Torah. And Hashem said to him, because you asked for wisdom, you're not only are you going to have wisdom, you're going to have anything, everything else in the world as well. You're going to have wealth. You're going to have all of the blessings in the world. When Shlomo HaMelech woke up, and he got up from that dream, and he experienced this incredible newfound wisdom that God had granted him, so, the, so he made a tremendous party. He made this wonderful party for all of his subjects, and the Gemara says, the Talmud states that that is the source, that is how we know that a person is supposed to make a party when he completes a Masechta, when he completes a tractate of the Talmud, when he completes a portion of the Torah. Now the question is, what is the proof? How can you bring a proof from Solomon, from Shlomo HaMelech, from the fact that he made a party? How can you prove that therefore whenever we complete a tractate, we also make a party? It doesn't seem to make sense. By Shlomo HaMelech, 
his party was a totally different type of party. He had not completed anything. In fact, all he did was now he gained the knowledge. Now he would be able to begin to, to, to learn new things and to understand them. However, when we completed a Masechta, it would seem to be a totally different character. The character of that Simcha, that joy, is totally different. It doesn't seem to have any connection whatsoever. However, the question itself really leads right into the answer. Rav Shimon Schwab says a beautiful idea. He says that what was the simcha, what was the joy of King Solomon, of Shlomo HaMelech, when he woke up from that dream? The joy that he had was, had was that now every time he learns a new piece of Gemara, every time he knew, learns a new piece of the Talmud, another depth in the Torah, he will understand it with greater depth. That was the joy of Solomon. In fact, says Rav Shimon Schwab, the joy that we experience the party that we make when we complete a tractate of the Talmud has nothing to do with the fact that we've just completed the that tractate per se. It has to do with the fact that when we learn something the first time, now we've gained the tools in order to learn it the next time. When we finish a Masechta, it's now giving us the tools to learn the Masechta again. That's why we say at Asim, it's beautiful. That's why at Asim we say, Hadron Allah, Maseches, whatever Masechah we're, learn Masechah we're learning. We say, we're going to return to you, Maseches, let's say Sukkah, let's say Rosh Hashanah, whatever Masechah it is, whatever tractate we're saying, we're going to return to you, Hadron Allah. We're going to think about you. We're going to keep coming back to you. Because now that we've completed you, now that we've completed you, this tractate, now it's especially appropriate that, that we, we will rejoice. Because the joy that we have now is a joy of the fact that we're going to understand it with greater depth the next time we learn it. In fact, that's, this, that's what he says, Rabbi Shimon Schwab says, that's the joy that we have on Simcha's Torah. The joy is not, oh, we've completed it, we're done with it, and that's all. The joy is, look, we've completed it, let's start it again, and next time when we learn it, we're going to have a dip, different depth in the Torah, because we've completed it, we've seen it from beginning to end. And now when we start it again, it's going to be something new, it's going to be something fresh, a deeper insight, we're going to have more understandings. And that's why on, on Simchas Torah, it's not enough that we finish the Torah. We finish Vizayis Abracha, we complete it. We say the end, we complete the end until the end of the Torah. That's not enough. What do we do right away? We begin again. We start from Genesis, we start from Bracious, and we start the Torah all over again. Because the idea is that the joy of Simchas Torah, this, this completion, the joy of the completion is that now when we return to it and we start it again, we're going to have a deeper understanding. That's the idea of Rabbi Shimon Shua. Beautiful idea. I'd like to share with you another thought that I read in the Sefer of Shemeshon David Pincus. Beautiful deep idea that will give us another depth into the understanding of what is this joy on Simchas Torah, what is this tremendous Simcha that we experience, this joy of the Torah. He asks a question. The question is, the great Rabbi Yitzchak Luria, the Arizal, he had kavanos, he had special intentions, intense meditations for each and every mitzvah in the Torah. Not just the mitzvahs, not just the actual commandments themselves, but even all the minhagim, all the different traditions that we have. The Arizal also wrote special meditations for those things as well. For Hoshanas, there's something. For each of the different mitzvahs that we do, for the mitzvah of Lulav, when we do the Lulav, there's special kavanos, special meditations. However, when it comes to Simchas Torah, the Hakafos of Simchas Torah, the the seven times we go around the we go around the shul, the synagogue, with the Torah, it doesn't say a word. The Ari, Mishak Luria, has not a single word to talk about these Hakafos, these 
these uh, dances that we do with the Sefer Torah. And the question is why? He brings down the Reb Chaim Vital, the student of the Ari, the student of Reb Luria, who wrote down all of the words, all of the Torah of Reb Luria. Reb Chaim Vital writes that the Arizal, he would go, Reb Luria would go, he would say, he would have a kafos, he would do these dances with the Sefer Torah at Mairef, the nighttime of Simchas Torah. In the morning at Shachris, again at Musaf, again at Mincha, and again after Yom Tov was already over, on Matzi Yom Tov, he would do it again uh, uh, another time. Hakafas, again with the Torah. The question is, why did he find it necessary to do it so many times, to dance around with the Torah so many times? That's first of all. Second of all, why is it that he would pass by another uh, shul where they were still davening, where they were still doing the Hakafas? Why would he go again and do it again? Where do we find ever the third question is, where do we find ever that a Matzi Yom Tov, after Yom Tov is over, after the holiday is finished, you still will do the mitzvah again? We never find such a thing. The mitzvah is over. It's done. Why is it that he went again and did it again on Matzi Yom Tov? In fact, if you go to Eretz Yisrael, you go to Israel, you'll find that there are places where after Yom Tov is over, the holiday is finished, and they get out of band, and they start dancing again with the Torah. What's the idea? What's the understanding of this? Why is why was it done this way? The last question that he asks in this area is we find, you know, when it comes to different expressions, different times in the year, we do different we have different ways of expressing ourselves to Hashem. When Hashanah is when it comes time and we're walking around the bima with the Lulav during Sukkot, we say Hoshana, Hashem save us. When it comes time to do Hallel, when it comes time to praise Hashem, we say Hashem, we praise Hashem. Praise God. However, when it comes time to dance around with the Torah, what do we do? We dance around and we're singing. The whole time we're holding the Torah and we're singing songs about the Torah. We're singing songs about loving Hashem. We're singing songs. That's what we're doing. We're singing and we're dancing. Why is it that when it comes to the simcha, the joy of the Torah, the way we express that joy is through dancing, through singing? What's the pshat? What's the understanding of that? So Rav Shemshin Dovapinkas says, that the joy, the incredible simcha that we have on Simcha's Torah is something that cannot be expressed in words. What is song? What is the understanding of a song? When a person goes, he can't express it in words. He can't. He has such great emotions. He's overflowing with emotion. He can't express it anymore. The words don't contain the emotion. What happens? It overflows into song. The joy that we have on Simcha's Torah, the joy that we have of knowing that we're the chosen nation, that God has given us His Torah and showed us how to live our lives, how to accomplish, how to come close to Him, that joy overflows out of us and it bursts forth in song. That's what Rav Shimshin David Pincus says. And this joy is so uncontainable. This joy is so, it spreads so far, so fast, that it's not limited to one time. We don't just go around with the Sefer Torah one time because you need to do it again. And again, and again, and this joy, you're singing, and you're dancing, and then you see another shul is doing it, and you go again. And not only that, but sim- the, the joy of the Torah is not something that's confined to a time. It can't be confined to a day of Simchas Torah. The joy it spreads out, it bursts forth outside of the borders. And even after Yom Tov is over, you get out those instruments, now now that it's permitted to, to play instruments, you get out the instruments and you play the music again and you have a kafus again, you run around again with the Torah. That's the simcha of the Torah. And he says that when, it could be that's how he phrases it, it could be that when the Arizal sat down to write down kavanas, to write out 
write down a meditation for Simcha's Torah, for the Hakafas. He just couldn't write it. You can't encapsulate in words. You can't contain in words the joy that a person has when he's connected to God, when he knows that he's doing the right thing, when he knows that he's connecting to God in the ultimate way. And that's the, that's the connection that we have to God through the Torah. And that is the joy of Simcha's Torah. And I hope that you and I and all of us have a beautiful Simcha's Torah and are inspired to start again the new year with a tremendous fire, a tremendous burning desire to come close to God. Have a good Shabbos, a good Yom Tif.